0: Welcome back to Kafaru Cast, everyone. Uh, I'm just back from the Total Archery Challenge in uh, Colorado, which was super cool. And when I was out there, I got to finally meet in person Caleb Bowden, uh, the owner of Sheepfeet, which is a custom orthotic that uh, I've been promoting pretty much anybody that'll listen. So thanks for coming on, dude.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I'm glad to be here.
0: Man, how old are you? I, I hate to. Um bring up age ever, but, uh, you are young as shit. Um, I didn't realize you were that yeah. young.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm 29. Some people say I have a baby face, so. Okay. Yeah. I'm the you... youngest, but yeah, I'm 29.
0: No, you're not as young as I thought. Yeah. You look like you're barely old enough to drink, but, uh, yeah, 29 is what I, you know, a <laughs> little bit closer than what I thought. But so you, you obviously have the, uh, the Mormon entrepreneurial gene in you, um, with this, cause it's pretty innovative, um, for people uh, that don't don't know um what what sheep feed is, and I'll let you explain it a little bit better. But it's a custom orthotic. You can uh-huh. get a a box for imprints that that uh, Caleb will ship to you. You take your imprints, they send them back, and then you can kind of take it from there, like what all you guys offer, and then we'll talk about all the foot issues people have and why they would want to use that. But but what do you guys offer? A little bit about yourself and the company.
1: Yeah, so I'll I'll first start just about the company. So we uh. We started in January, um, but we've been, I guess, involved in the overall foot health for a really long time. Uh, A little bit about the background. My grandfather was a podiatrist, he was a foot doctor, and my dad just couldn't handle the schooling. So he decided he wanted to start manufacturing custom orthotics for him. So I did that and then trained, went back to Chicago and trained in the School of Podiatric Medicine and then came back, opened up his own lab, and he's been making orthotics for doctors across the country for about 45 years now. So the company is fairly new. We started in January, uh, but we've been, I mean, it was a family business, so I just grew up doing it Been making orthotics for a really, really long time and involved with foot health. But we I just noticed out hunting with different guys and stuff, that there was a really big need and there's a lot of neglect in the hunting industry with people on their feet.
0: Yeah, I can, uh, I can vouch for that. I, w- I was lucky and probably three years ago, uh, and I've had about every foot problem known to man. And, and for the many reasons that we'll talk about here shortly that, that most hunters will have and, and outdoorsmen in general. But I had Scott, a friend of mine who does custom, uh, prosthetics things like that he built a set of custom orthotics for me and it was um Uh and I had worn like super feet and sole or solar whatever the you know and then I spin coats and a bunch of different off-the-shelf custom orthotics which are not custom and people uh including myself you know you only know what you know um well I've got super feet and I'm like yeah your feet are pretty fucked up like that's not gonna (laughs) That's just, um, you know, if you're tier grouping it, right, and the top tier is a custom orthotic and the bottom is what comes with the boot, you know, like a super super feet are maybe one or two levels above the the bottom to me. There's a little bit more support, but they're still not customized to your specific foot. And some people um, have the foot of, I always make jokes of the Native American, like they can wear whatever, and you really Uh don't want to take advice from that that's like a fat guy taking advice on what to eat from a skinny dude that can't gain weight. You don't really want to take advice on footwear from that guy because he get away with moccasins on a mountain hunt. Um, right. Some people like me, I've had some plantar fasciitis issues. I'm a toe walker. I have big callus buildup. Fatty pad of parts of my feet is gone. Uh, I had heel rub issues without getting the proper fit. I didn't wear boots big enough because like everyone else in the beginning, I would wear them like... You know, I wouldn't make sure that there's enough gap between my heel and the back of the boot when I slid my toe forward. So my toenails fell off a couple of times on heavy pack outs. Um, I, for whatever reason, paid attention to South Cox at one point and wore super flexible boots, which that's not for me. And I got plantar fasciitis from that. And mm-hmm. custom orthotics would have fit, fixed a lot of those issues. My feet have gained almost a full size from my arches dropping. And when you took my imprint... I believe you said three times. Good God, your feet are flat. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm pronated. I walk on the outsides of my feet. So, you know, for your your orthotics are somewhere between what 215 and 250 bucks, depending upon the pricing options. Is that about right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's correct. We have it. We have it set up so everybody fits their boots different. So if someone just needs those boots, so freaking snug and true to size and really tight then we're able to build it a lot thinner than all the other general insoles on the market and and build it specifically to everybody's boots and how they like to hunt it
0: so for people listening in um i you know like i cannot and anybody can for the last few years will, will will know i've i've been saying this is if you have foot problems it seems to be specifically if you're overweight because you're putting more abuse, even more so on your feet. Not saying skinny people don't have foot problems, but overweight people certainly seem to have more foot problems. The, for $215, it is your feet. You walk on them every day, and there's nothing worse than I see somebody saying, I don't really want to spend the money on boots. What's a $150 boot? What's the best boot for that? Reality is every $150 boot's probably going to suck. What's gonna yeah. suck even worse is it has a basically like cardboard, uh, whatever that's made of, flat, non-existent insole, just enough to where you can't fill the stitches where the sole's sewn on or whatever. Right, it's nothing. And what you offer is well, explain how the whole system works. Uh, me, Aaron Snyder, I call you. What do you do to to for the whole program?
1: So. Once you would call us, we would ship you out or someone orders or whatever. You ship out an impression kit to you and you just touched on that a little bit. Um, Once you get this foam, you put your foot down into it and it gives us uh, it shows us exactly all how your foot contours, how your foot shapes, and it shows us where your arch is at. So when we take that, after you've shipped it back, we pour it with plaster. And once that plaster hardens, we pull it out and we have a replica of your foot. So what's the really cool part about custom orthotics compared to just a crappy insult on the market is custom orthotics are corrective and this is really the big kicker. So we take that plaster and then we do corrective plaster work on it to make sure that the foot is held in completely neutral vertical position. So you're not rolling in or you're not rolling out because your body has something called the kinetic chain and that's the vertical aligned joints. Up throughout your body, from your ankles to your knees to your hips to your back, these are all aligned. And if the foundation is off and it's thrown off, it can throw lots of things up the body out of whack. So you can have tons of pain. And then especially if you're out hunting, with a pack on or packing out an animal, and you got to go four miles with a super heavy pack, there's just a lot of issues that can occur from an improper foundation. So we'll take that cast and we will get you just right in that neutral level. State. And then once we do that, we make the orthotic custom to your foot. We press the foot frame to it so that it's going to be there to support you, prevent injury, and uh, make your boots 100% custom.
0: Gotcha. So when you, um, uh, I just want to make sure people understand this because this podcast could be 35 minutes, could be an hour and 30, but the number one thing that you need to listen to is buy these orthotics and I'm not saying that because I get a commission although you were nice enough to cut me a little bit of a check for all I've been pushing in total honesty which thank you because I didn't expect that but I have the most fucked up feet in the world because I didn't listen to people like me saying get custom orthotics you carry too much weight you put too many miles on the ground buy good footwear so generally if you're listening in um your insoles I would assume are going to last somewhere around 5 years. Maybe a little bit more and you might have to replace the top coating, but you can you can send them in I'm assuming you can do that if needed.
1: Right. Yeah, so custom orthotic is going to last uh up around 5 years. Doctors always recommend every uh chunk of time to get a new impression and do it again, but about 5 years um, it's always good to do it again, but they'll last there. And then if you do just put the miles on and you wear off the top cover, the dirt cover and the extreme pro cushion padding, it, uh, you just send it back to us. It's like 45 bucks. We'll tear it down, make sure everything's good with it and then rebuild it and send it back to you.
0: So, you know, you buy a thousand dollar, $1,200 bow, you buy two to $300, a dozen arrows, broadheads, some of them are up to 300 or a hundred bucks for three but people chintz on their footwear and their backpack. Those two things are on you all the time, especially your footwear. So I I cannot stress enough the orthotic and the footwear, how important it is. And you saw my feet. I have giant calluses. I walk on the outsides of my feet. My arches have dropped from carrying too much heavy weight. And it's just long-term when you start to get like me, mid-40s and up, I'm running into issues and I would like to do this the rest of my life. And I wasn't such a knucklehead and took better care of my body earlier. It would have been well worth it. And, you know, you think about what you piss money away on. How would you complain for a set of two to three hundred dollar custom orthotics when, you know, it's a five year investment divide, let's say, two hundred thirty dollars, three sixty five, you know, multiplied by five divided by two hundred and thirty bucks it's fractions uh, a day for what you are getting if you look at it for renting. And when you, like, when you get, like, plantar fasciitis, do you want to talk a little bit about that? That is where you have extreme pain in the arch of your foot where it hooks to the back ball. Um, A lot of those issues are people, one, overweight, but, two, they don't have arch support, which is how I got them. Do you want to talk about, like, Mm -hmm. some of the issues with that?
1: Yeah, for sure. So plantar fasciitis is a huge problem, out.
0: It uh, sucks balls. Day.
1: Oh. Yeah, a lot of people have it. It's crazy. Uh, so the plantar fascial ligament runs down the heel underneath, up over um, the arch, up through it, and then up towards the front of the foot. So what happens is when people's arches start collapsing, it causes micro tears through that. And so most of the time when you go to bed and you get off your feet for the end of the day, you're sleeping, all those tears are starting to heal up. Um And then the first steps in the morning are going to just kill. And that's because you're just re-tearing those tears again in the the plantar fascial ligament. So then once you start walking, it's going to work it in. It's going to feel a lot better. But then if you get off it for a period of time, you're at a desk or whatever, it's just going to start killing again once you start walking. So a custom orthotic, because it's specifically made into your art, And for you, it's going to give that support so that when you're walking, your arch isn't able to collapse. And then it's able to heal. And over time, it's going to not have to be stretched out and tearing every step of the way. So orthotics are like the next best step you could do, I guess, if you don't want to do surgery. They are the best. It's either like surgery or you do a custom orthotic.
0: Yeah, and that's what what was a big help for me that's when i met scott when he did mine was was right when i was having those issues and what it was was a i had spinco uh insoles which are honestly they're not horrible for just walking around or you know they they're just squishy they're they're not you know if you're walking to the store and back they're not an issue but i packed out a yeah. couple 100 plus pound loads over long distances and It was a problem like I I would get out of bed and it like a sniper hit me, the pain that would shoot through my foot. And I I had to do two things, stretch my calves uh, quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I was rolling a frozen Coke can on the bottom of my foot. And then really, once I got the custom orthotics, there was a little bit of pain initially, just my foot wasn't used to that. Um, And I say pain, not like, oh, my God, pain, but like discomfort, uncomfort. You just wasn't used to it. But that pretty much fixed the issues between stretching my calves and getting some support in the arch. The other thing, too, that there's a lot of different companies out there and, and a couple that really promote specific insoles that are custom. And they're squishy. There's not a lot of support in them. They're probably not horrible for maybe taking care of some hot spots. But you are not getting the support you need when you get something like a Spinco or some of these other uh, custom orthotics. Um or excuse me, some of these other, other insoles like you are a custom orthotic and what you can do, that top pad that you have and the biggest, I I suggest people to watch your video, and I'll stop rambling here in a sec. When you watch you drop that bowling ball on the different orthotic uh, top pads, the the bowling ball bounces on several. I think it breaks one, and then yours, it basically just stops. And what that means is your right. foot, like in the Army they teach you, uh, a, a human with a 50-pound ruck running has more foot pounds of pressure than an Abrams tank, and that gives you an idea of what abuse you're putting on your foot. And that top pad that you guys use is really absorbing a lot of the the abuse your foot is taking. So, I guess as I'm rambling, talk about that top pad. Talk about like the shear, how it takes care of hot spots, and how it helps.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, the top pad that you've been talking about is called the Extreme Curl Cushion. Uh, it's a cushion that we have. It's the yellow part in the orthotic, the line that a lot of people will see. Um, it's super insane. It absorbs 90% more impact than a standard EVA foam cushion. Um, and it's also an open-cell technology, which means it's going to be very breathable. Um, air is going to be able to go through It's not just going to soak up a bunch of water like a sponge and just hold it. It's going to help wick water away. Um, So on that video, it's just like you said, you drop it and it will just hit and it will absorb all the impact throughout the cushion. And then once that impact has been absorbed, it will allow your foot to sink in and um, get the comfort that comes with it. It's, yeah, it's night and day difference. When you have the weight on your back, I mean, it's, it's some abuse that your body is taking and all that force has to go somewhere. It's not like you can just run, like you're saying, with a pack on and it's just going to hit and it just goes into the ground or whatever. No, it's going into your knees, it's going into your back, it's going into your feet, your ankles. Your body is still taking definitely a, a big abuse that a lot of people don't realize when we're out doing hard hunting and hiking.
0: Yeah, and that that's the thing for me, like when we were talking, is after two or three miles is where I really start to feel... Um, where that fatty pad in the bottom of my feet has kind of worn down and, and get like that spike feeling, um, you know, in mm-hmm. the bottom of um, like where my pinky toe goes into my main portion of my foot, and yeah, it, it's it's an issue. Um, talk talk about some of the options that you guys have, cause I, I you know I have people get a hold of me about you know half um, like a half or thought or what you know what I use and. We set me up basically with like a full orthotic with double cushion because I'm a fatty. And uh, you want to talk about what you did for me and then what you would suggest for people in different circumstances and situations?
1: Yeah. So first off, what we did for you, we probably wouldn't do for 99% of the people out there Um, (laughs) just because your feet are so bad. But, uh, yeah, we have different options on the website. We have the half length. And half lengths, when someone's looking into these and they're thinking like, okay, what, what do I do? It's really uh, what works for you. Half-links are designed to be more of an everyday use because they're not traced out to a specific boot. So they're really easy to slip from shoe to shoe, from tennis shoes, workout shoes, whatever it is. So, But half-links can also work for hunting really well if you're running tons and tons of boots. Um, I would, We would recommend full lengths more, and the reason why is the full-length has that padding that we just talked about, the XC cushion, all the way out to the end of the tug. So you're gonna, once you send it in, you're gonna send in a boot tracing with it. So we're gonna actually trace it and shape it to that specific boot. Um, A lot of people wonder and they ask if it can be moved from boot to boot. If you're in the same boot, like family, say you're running crispies or whatever, um, Hanwag, if you are in the same family, generally they're the same shape. So yeah, you can rotate them through all your different boots um, we couple different options that everybody wonders about we have the heel stabilizer and um, the heel stabilizer more than not if you have a good amount of room in your boots is always a good idea it it makes the rear foot of the orthotic it keeps it from rotating in or out rolling in or out so mm-hmm. that's good that's going to allow your foot to stay in that correct neutral position but also when, if you're hunting really steep, uneven terrain, or you have a problem rolling your ankles, um, or you pronate or supinate, roll in or out really bad, it's, it's just super, super killer. Um, I've used it for, let's say, three years now, because before I was always, I don't want to take up any room in my boot, um, so I would leave it off, all of my orthotics. But I just did it on a high country mule deer hunt about three years ago. And I don't think I'll ever not have one on my boots ever again just because it allows your heel to lock in and then it allows your boots on top of that to lock into them. So it's just double the protection. Your boots aren't having to do all the work. Um, So the heel stabilizer is awesome. And then we offer that cushion that we talked about, the XC cushion, and we do it in two different thicknesses, in a single thickness and a double thickness. And the single thickness in total is an eighth of an inch thick. And most standard insoles, like a Superfeet or something else on the market, they are 3 16 of an inch thick. And that's exactly what our double cushion is. Our double cushion is 3 16 of an inch thick. So that will help a lot of people out if you're thinking, like, well, I don't know if I can go that thick, single, or double. What should I do? It, it really all comes down to how tight you like to run and you like to size up your boots. If you're the person that wants it, really true to size and tight then odds are you're going to want to go with the single cushion because you don't want to fill your toe box up and start getting blisters on the edges the sides and the top of your toes up in the toe box but if you fit your boots about a half size big and you have room you can lift your toes up and down and you got room or you have another insole in there like a super feet then the double cushion is something i'd always recommend just because a little bit more protection more comfort and a little bit more durability.
0: The, the one thing I would say is I, I strongly suggest if you're going to be mountain hunting and carrying heavy loads that you get your boots a half size bigger, or you will get black toe going downhill and, and lose your toenails. Um, I, yeah you know, I'd be interested to get your take on this. So most of the guys that say they don't need that, I have found that I've talked to haven't killed anything yet. And then when they do and they're coming downhill I mean, what what do you weigh? One eighty?
1: Uh, so I'm one sixty.
0: There you go. See, so one sixty, and let's say your average, you're packing out eighty pounds, uh, roughly. Mm -hmm. Um, so whatever, two forty. Uh, coming downhill on a twenty five degree slope for three miles, your toe is jamming into the front of your boot every step, and then that toenail jams into the quick, and then your entire toenail turns black and it falls off and it never grows back correctly. Now, as manly as that probably sounds, it sucks balls. Um, I haven't lost every toenail of mine, but I've lost several. Obviously I lost enough to figure out my boots weren't sized correctly. And then I would go down i put my foot on the thing at REI and it would say, oh, you need this size. And then that's what I would buy. Well, I have learned that having a little extra cushion or space up there allows that toe to not bounce in, that toenail to bounce into the front of your boot. And that's important now. Obviously, you need to make sure that I have some tools to like flex out spots of my boot that, um, you know, if my my big toe, whatever that's called beside my big toe, the toe knuckle has got some pressure on the yep. side of my boot, I'll flex it out. And I have to do that most of the time, and I certainly would on yours if I hadn't already done it because we put so much cushion in there. Um, mm-hmm. The length isn't the problem, but it's also raising your foot up. So you have to kind of stay cognizant of that, and you can loosen your boot laces to a certain degree, but you can only get so much out of a out of a boot. So when you're going through these options, um, you know, with Caleb, make sure that he knows, like, what boot you're putting them in. Have you worn the boot before? Um because you could, if you're like, oh, I want to do what Aaron does, uh, you may not have a boot that fits anymore because we put so much cushion in that thing. You want to add anything to that, I guess, and, and your, your thoughts on what size of boot to get and, and then what your thoughts are as far as if, let's say, you're hunting antelope or you're a mountain hunter or trying an all-around option as, as far as with what you guys offer? Like, what scenario would you want to have my my option? Because when I was telling you what I wanted, I could tell you're looking at me like, this dude's fucking crazy. Um, so kind of walk through no. that, too.
1: No, you're... I would agree with you 100%. On the majority of the side, I would always fit my boots a half-size big. I used to fit them really true to size and intel exactly what happened, what you're talking about. I lost one of my toenails. And it's like, not doing that ever again. So... Uh, I would go a half size big at least when you're, when you're starting to look into it and make sure you have that room. Uh, just, just for the ability to layer, um, if you want to layer with your socks or you want to, you're hunting cold weather hunts, it always helps there a ton. But then being able to get the correct orthotic in there for your boots specifically. Um, the majority of people, if you have the room in your boots, you, you want to do the double cushion. Uh, like I said, it just offers a lot of extra protection that you really can't get anywhere else. That's going to help a ton. Plus, plus some added comfort. One thing that I, that we hear from so many people in the industry is like, Oh man, this boot is just complete shit. Don't ever buy that boot. Uh, they're the worst, but I'd say 95% of the time, it's not the boot company's fault. They're making a good boot and it's just, it's, it's our feet. Your feet does not fit that boot specifically. So that's what's cool when you're able to design it and build it out. With the specific boot in mind, you already have it or you're going to get a new boot. It's awesome to have them because you're able to fit it. Make sure you have the space that's in there and then make that boot custom to you. No more crazy hot spots or things on the bottom. Uh, a lot of boot slippage because it is too big. Your thought going to help to lock your foot in. Once you have that custom arch in there. Uh, So I would definitely recommend going a half size big for the layering in the room. But the orthotic is going to help do a lot of that. Some of those smaller issues like heel slippage or when people are getting really big hot spots up on the balls of their feet because they're slipping forward a little bit going downhill. um, It's going to help lock that foot in and eliminate a lot of that so that your foot your foot's able to function how it's supposed to with that support. So you're going to eliminate a lot of that fatigue and along with just a really high quality good boot. It's just going to be something that I mean a lot of people have got sheep feet already and they're starting to notice a difference and they're like, "Man, this is just night day. How I wish I would have had this 10 15 years ago."
0: Yeah, definitely and yeah, I I hopefully I'm stressing that a lot here because I Two hundred and some dollars is not that much when you're talking about the care of your, you know, your foot. Um, Let's talk a a little bit about uh, flexible and stiff boots because you'll need a custom orthotic in either a flexible or stiff. I would say you can get away with a more flexible boot a little bit more with a custom orthotic than you could with the standard crappy insole. But I tried the flexible, you know, I see guys in kind of tennis shoes. Which is not a good idea, um, or super flexible boots. And what I have found is the people that don't like stiff boots have not found. And I'm not saying everyone. If you're mountain hunting, meaning mule deer, sheep, goat, like steep stuff, real rough terrain. Mm-hmm. If you are wearing something like a danner pronghorn for that hunt, you are as wrong as you could get. Now, you, I'm not saying you can't get away with it. You can, but that leather stretches really bad on that specific boot you're going to keep tightening your boot and then you're going to run out of room to tighten and then your foot's going to slide around and it just doesn't offer a lot of support um the, the orthotic will help that what i have found as far as just fitting footwear is if you it could take you 10 different boots trying them on to get a mountaineering type boot to fit you it's more just more difficult to fit a stiffer boot then it is a flexible boot because a flexible boot flexes to your foot and no matter what, it's going to feel pretty, you know, pretty comfortable. But like you were talking before about what boots suck and these, you know, the fit of a, a boot is so dependent upon each person. You know, I recommend a specific boot or two to a lot of people. They fit most people. Sometimes they don't. I like crispies. I don't wear a Crispy. It's not because it's a bad boot. I haven't tried every crispy on, but the crispies I've tried on, it just doesn't fit my foot. It's not a bad boot. I just don't, the way that the last is and the way that it's built, it doesn't fit me as well as other options. And I, do you wear crispies?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. I actually run a Las Martiva and a crispy is what I'm doing right now. And I'm running the guides and the Colorados. So the guides have that higher support. So And it's a, not as stiff. So on my lower Arizonas and things like that, I'm running those for a lot of it. But when we're high country, I'm in the Colorado right now.
0: And, and the Colorado is a good boot. That is uh, it's kind of like the I wear a Hanvog Macra, um, is one of the boots I wear a Zamberlin 2092, um, Alverstone. Uh-huh. Those are the three that fit my foot really well. the The thing is, when you jump into something like a Hanvog Omega or Zamberlin 2092, that's full on Donkey Kong crampon compatible, holy shit, mountaineering boot. You don't really need (laughs) that. I could wear them on any hunt, whether it be antelope other than be hot or Colorado elk. But for most people, I would say even the Colorado might be a little bit stiff. They want initially a more flexible boot. Oh, yeah. Now, would you say that in some cases the um, initial benefit of a flexible boot may not be worth the long-term damage you're causing to your foot, especially if you're packing out animals, or do you think the orthotic makes up for it enough to wear a flexible boot's going to be okay for a lot of stuff?
1: Um, I guess in my head, I'm trying to think, like, if you're talking about just a bottom-of-the-line $150, $120 flexible boot, um, in my mind, I would never go that route, just because I don't think there is enough all-around benefits there. The orthotic, you can slap that in uh, a super flexible boot and the orthotic and it's going to do, it's going to make that boot night and day difference and it's going to help it function light years better. That's just because it's custom to your foot and it's going to offer all the corrective and injury preventative properties. So, as far as that aspect, it's going to work but, man, I always had a problem rolling my ankles and I just never risk it. So, I always think a little bit stiffer boot is better in more of your ankle support type of sense instead of like your sole um, for crossing and traversing country. So that's why I go that route. I go with a little bit, not a stiff boot on the guide when we're having to cover the miles than a Colorado because it's a lot easier, that's for sure. But the orthotics definitely going to help a ton. But I would always lean towards a little bit more of a stiffer boot. But it's all personal preference.
0: Yeah, stress to people is if your personal preference is to buy kind of crappy boots or that's what you can afford. I get it. I've been there. I understand. I would also add the insoles to those. And then later on, if you can upgrade boots, you just swap the insoles over. And again, if you're listening to this and you're 48 years old and you've worn flexible boots your entire life and they've been fine, then don't listen to me. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you are a small percentage of people because most people have effed up feet and they're going to have long term issues wearing a, a cheaper boot. And, and I've I've pissed people off before, which is totally OK with by making somewhat of a stance on higher dollar boots and higher dollar orthotics. And I the people that are responding to me are guys that shouldn't be listening to me anyway. If you never had a foot problem in your life, probably don't need to listen to anything we're saying right now. And you're, if you're older, if you're younger, it doesn't count. Cause you're never going to have it. You know, you're resilient when you're young, but I would say <laughs> 70 to 80% of people are having major foot issues as bad as like, um, you know, uh, weight issues like o- obesity in America is the same problem with foot issues in America. Everyone I talk to almost has heel rub, bone spurs, plantar fasciitis, arches are dropping something like that and and then they're telling me i'm stupid for spending 400 bucks on boots and custom orthotics and it's like well i've got to walk on these for the rest of my life because i certainly can't walk on my hands and so i try to take yeah. the best care of my feet as i as i as i possibly can are do you agree with the majority of that I've,
1: oh 100 of it in america nowadays is completely different if we were back in hunter gatherer times where everybody lean we're not obese we're not packing on tons and tons of muscle our feet would probably be great to not even have to wear a shoe ever but that's just not the case anymore everybody is overweight obese and our feet just were never made to take that much weight and quite frankly the abuse we put them through
0: we're not walking in bare feet from birth anymore either right like not everybody i've had guys like well as a kid you should have walked around in bare feet and i was like well we're past that time, slick. I can't walk in bare feet as I'm a kid. because I'm not a kid anymore. So yes, if I ran around in my bare feet and, and hardened up my my feet more, you know, I, I've seen guys say, "Oh, you need to go walk around in five finger footwear more, to to harden up my foot." There may be some validity in that, but you're not going to wear five fingers on a mountaineering in a mountaineer. You know, cramp throwing on crampons on a mountain goat or a sheep hunt. You know, so I've just kind of got to where I go to the gym in my boots. Uh, I'm weird. I hardly ever wear tennis shoes. I'm not saying this is the right thing to do. I just know the best my feet have ever felt is I wear my boots often. I have the custom orthotics in them all the time. I work out in them. I deadlift in them, which this is probably horrible advice, and some foot doctor is going to get on here and say he's a dummy. I'm just saying for me, I have not had one issue with my feet in three years I don't wear tennis shoes anymore to the gym. And this is, again, weird advice. I do push-ups, pull-ups, everything's in my boots. The only thing that I do is every night, I'll walk around in sandals, uh, around the house, around, I'll shoot my bow outside in those. I stretch my calves. I, I roll my the bottoms of my feet. I try to work on them, and then I'm constantly grinding my feet down. Is this the best option? Is this like great advice? I have no idea, probably not getting to the point I'm at is like the best advice I could give you. But I've kind of pigeonholed myself to where my feet are so screwed up, I've really got to be cognizant of everything I do with, with my footwear. And I how many people are you run into as jacked up as I am?
1: Uh not not a ton. There's there's a good amount, but no, you're you're pretty jacked up, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and and I mean that's just from you know, I wore two flexible boots. I used to wear Solomon's a great shoe. I just I watched FMP, Full Moon Productions, that's Utah Boys way back in the day. They were wearing Solomons with gators. Dumbest shit I've ever done. Packed down an elk with Solomon tennis shoes, pretty much probably took five years of lice off my shoes, uh, off my feet from that. Um, cheap boots, no custom orthotics, bad socks, a lot of heel rub. You know, and I just, I try to, you know, I probably, I'm sure I sound like a dick on this podcast, but I'm just trying to stress if you're having foot issues spend the money cut the you know don't buy a new bow don't buy something that is not needed buy custom orthotics and buy good boots or you it will seriously cause issues in in time
1: right and i mean you already kind of said it the cost a lot of people get hung up on the cost that we have but it's your health first of all why would you not you don't want to get injured or not be able to have to take a day off on a hunt skip that eating the worst, fucking but.
0: mcdonald's for a few weeks right like as you <laughs> go out to dinner right. don't go to dinner right <laughs> save the money yeah
1: exactly and there's i mean there, people run the super feet and they, they like them they'll get away with them they'll work for a little bit but i mean if, if you're a hard hunter i know a lot of guys that are going through one to two of those a year And straight up on the box that says may last up to a year so you, you spend sixty dollars or fifty dollars a couple times a year why wouldn't you just have a pair of customer audits that's gonna last you five plus years uh, and it's gonna be so much better for you a fully custom boot system it seems like like a, a no-brainer
0: yeah yep I, I um, and, and, and I'm apologizing if I am sounding like um, you know a dick on this podcast I just really worry about people you know, their their health, their footwear, their their weight, everything else. Like, you know, when you when you go into a, a healthy lifestyle, your feet are part of it. It's not just losing weight. It's also taking care of your entire body. And and it seems like feet are one of the most overlooked things. I see so many people post they've got a brand new Hoyt, carbon turbo, spider arrows, broadheads and then they're like, "Well, I don't want to spend more than 150 60 bucks on boots." And it's like, "Dude, that is backwards thinking. Um, I'm not saying don't buy a new bow occasionally, but I am saying if you have a choice to get, you know, good footwear, get that before you get a new bow. You you got to walk on those things the rest of your life."
1: Right. There I mean there's guys that are out there with <laughs> mid 2000s bows just slim. So, you can definitely do it, but you can't get out there and hike super hard if you have foot pain and those type of things. It's a killer investment.
0: Yeah, it is. Well, man, I, um, I've i covered uh, and ranted about as much as I, I wanted to. Is there anything um, else you want to cover? And definitely make sure, you know, let people know where they can find you, how, you know, ordering and all that.
1: Yeah, so we're uh, you can check us out online at SheepFeedOutdoors.com. Uh, and also we're on Instagram at SheepFeedOutdoors as well, where we're constantly posting, doing those types of things. But, I mean, we... Started this company because there's a lot of people out there with foot problems that really don't know and they're just gritting through it, like going through it, taking the pain, hating life, but they still love hunting. So what we're trying to do is help people with those problems and change it so that they can get out there and just hunt hard and do the things that they love. And like you said, the feet are really complex and looked over. They have over 26 bones, over 100 muscles and ligaments in it it's not just two feet it's a really complex foot that we walk on every step of the day that carries us to to hunt and go after all these animals that we love and to to feel this passion so if people are listening and they're on the fence just try it it's a great investment and you're going to love it but we are we just love hunting and we love to hunt hard and we're just trying to help everybody do it but yeah i really appreciate you having having
0: me on Aaron, it was a blast. No, no, no problem at all. I just, uh, like I said, I stress as much as I can to people. This is, is definitely worth the investment. And, uh, and yeah, I appreciate you, um, you know, kind of building me this crazy extrapolated, extravagant, um, insole, because for, for me, I've got to do everything I can to to stay on the, the mountain with my jacked up feet. So I appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, if, if anybody has any questions on, um, uh you know it, foot issues by all means shoot me a message I am not an expert definitely though get a hold of these guys Caleb at, at Sheep Feet, and uh ask whatever questions you need but definitely get them ordered I promise you your feet will feel better if you if you do that so well that man I appreciate you coming on um yeah maybe at the end of the season when we have all the people with uh foot issues we can get you to hop on again um after people have packed out elk and are crippled <laughs>
1: yeah Yeah, hopefully if everybody's packing out elk, it's a good season, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, come back COVID. (laughs) All right, cool, man. Thanks again for everything. I appreciate it.
1: Yep, thank you.